Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Let me go ahead and get this turned down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 123 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. So I just want to apologize for uh, the delay for these episodes that I've been dropping. Uh, I know it's been about a two-week hiatus, maybe week and a half, something like that. Uh, it's been a very busy uh, couple of weeks for me and uh, the family. So uh, what was it? Uh, first week of may that weekend that first weekend in may so friday uh my lady graduated with her master's degree and then uh saturday uh one of her best friends was getting married so i had to tag along to the wedding and then that sunday was my baby brother's birthday so we took him out to lunch and hung out with him and then the following weekend which is just this past weekend my my in-laws they wanted to celebrate my wife graduating because they were out of town so we had a party at the house um, both sides of the family came a bunch of family and friends um, had a taco truck here uh, parked right in the driveway uh, it was wild and uh, but it was fun though. it was fun though and um, the weather was kind of crappy so you know we had to cover up the pool and um, we had to uh, get the fire pit going so um, yeah so that was a big hit people just sitting around the fire drinking beers and shit and eating tacos and burritos and you know everything else that they had to offer on that taco truck but what's funny though uh, when my mom dukes and uh, my play aunt they were uh, at the um, taco truck a uh, some folks just pulled up in our driveway just pulled up you know and we rented it out uh, we rented it out for like I think it was like about an hour, hour and a half. So people just walked up and got what they needed and bounced. And then uh, my in-laws, they took care of that. And uh, But it was funny when my mom, Dukes, and my, like I said, my play aunt uh, was <laughs> grabbing some food. Some folks just pulled up in my driveway and my mama had to check them. She had to G-check them. She was just like, uh, what side of the family are you with? Because I don't know you and, <laughs> and I don't think the other side know you either. Uh, are you a friend of somebody here? And the lady was like, no, nah, we just wanted to grab some food. And it's like, oh, OK, well, you're going to have to pay because this is just for family. And, uh, <laughs> and she stood there and made sure that them folks paid. <laughs> that was funny as fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, yeah, so it was a busy weekend. Uh, just a lot of celebrating, you know, on both sides of the family. And uh, but we here. I'm here and I'm rocking with you. So let's go ahead and get started on that good old Summer Jam screen. So let's talk about Tyler Pitzel. I know you guys are familiar with this name. This is the uh, the young man who was uh, arrested and for uh, shooting at a Douglas County deputy after a domestic dispute with his parents. So I watched a video on uh, Newswatch 7 and uh, they were talking about and this young man is Caucasian, this big burly dude, he's balding and he got a mullet. Now this looks like a whole ass grown man. Now remember when I talked about this uh, probably about 15, 15 episodes ago, uh, this young man, they were trying to get it to stay into a juvie court because even though I think he's 19 now, the crime happened when he was a teen when he was 18 or something like that but he's aged out of the system so he should be tried as an adult as any other person would and when i say any other person i mean non-white specifically black folks right and uh so i'm listening at this press conference and they're trying to blame it on a head trauma from football you know um 
because basically he was beating the shit out of he was like fighting his parents and then uh he had like a shotgun or something and then i think a a, a buck actually uh from a shotgun blast a hidden officer and so his uh, lawyer is arguing that it's the head trauma and it should stay in juvenile court. And he actually argued it successfully. So his case is going to stay in juvie. So most likely what's going to happen with this uh, man, this is not a child, this is not a teenager, this is a grown man. So what's going to happen with him is uh, most likely he'll just get like some time in a psych ward or something like that. He's already doing some... Uh, psychological exams and things of that sort but it's amazing to me to see how this justice system will see the humanity you know in this young man as opposed to you know a child or a, a young teen uh, what was i talking about uh, there was a teenage black boy who was uh he was out here pimping and uh, the girl was a couple of years younger than him and so he's being tried as an adult and even though they caught some of her johns which were old ass white men they only got a slap on the wrist but they're throwing him they throwing the book at this young man so it just shows you just how you know white folks can see the up the humanity in other white folks just not in non-white specifically black folks um let's see what else is going on in the damn news here there's been so much going on uh what's going on with your girl dr jennifer schulte uh yeah, <laughs> they flaming her on twitter but this is uh this is the white woman who uh you know called the cops on those black folks out in oakland that were barbecuing at that park and she said you couldn't have charcoal and then she got mad because the cops really weren't doing shit about it so the cops showed up and then she went into victim mode she started crying talking about she was getting harassed and all this other shit on the phone you know just boohoo as soon as the cop you know came to the scene or whatever and um you know this is just one of those situations where you see um how white folks know how to weaponize the police you know even if you can weaponize the cops but they know at the end of the day they can call the cops on a black person and a black person will be harmed or killed they know that they know that and that's you know what keeps some of them folks going and it's just disgusting to see that but the memes are hilarious as fuck i seen there was one where they had her um at the mlk i have a dream speech at the washington uh, monument and then the funniest one to me was there was the picture of her crying and they photoshopped it into the oj uh, verdict and he got OJ standing there with Johnny Cochran and uh, Shapiro, and uh, they're standing there just with just like smiling or something like that. And she just looks horrified, and that's just funny as fuck to me. Oh man, let's see what else we can put on that good old summer jam screen. Did y'all see that article with that brother? Um, let me see if I can find this here. This brother, he was about 25, saying that he was a displaced Hurricane Harvey evacuee. And then he, uh, <laughs> he enrolled in a, as a high school student in a Dallas uh, school district so he could play a uh, high school ball. <laughs> His brother, uh, Sidney Bouvier uh, Gilstrap Portland, he claimed to be a displaced Hurricane Harvey evacuee. And he enrolled as a freshman at Skyline High School in August under the name Rashawn Richardson. Uh, let's see here. Uh, man, he also enrolled in classes at the high school. Uh, and then district officials say he did not give a reason for withdrawing after enrolling. Um, let's see. They, they were aware of him playing during the basketball season. And the minimum penalty uh, for using ineligible players is a forfeiture of the games where the player participated. Now, what's fucking crazy is uh, she, uh, a woman who has a 14-year-old daughter at the school, told uh, the uh, news station that Gil Scrap uh, Portly dated the young girl earlier that year. Now, that's some sick shit right there. Um, the woman didn't want to be named public. And uh, she says that her daughter and Gil Strat Portly uh, met back in January. They said no sexual contact, but they kissed. Um, 
let's see what else. Uh, he was posing, apparently, trying to be like he was 17. Um, he was a starter. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the coach said uh, he was a good player, but didn't stick out as being completely head and shoulders above everyone else. Other than him being a very quiet, reserved young man, polite, looking back at on that now, it makes sense to me that maybe he was trying not to be noticed or bring attention to himself. Now, I want to know what the fuck he was averaging. Uh, because, uh, let's see here, another basketball coach, um, he said he didn't stand out, said the guy was an average player and a good kid. I'm surprised. Uh, he didn't look any different from other students. Um, but I want to know what this nigga was averaging. If you're 25 and you hooping with fucking 17-year-olds, you need to be out here balling. You need to be out here balling. But that's some sick shit. That he had a 14-year-old girlfriend while he was in school. That's some weirdo shit. Like, bro, you 11 years older than Shorty. Like, you are a fucking weirdo. Right there. I should have had that nigga in hold his L. But, uh, man, let's see what else. Uh, so we just kind of just uh, thumbing through right now. Did y'all see that uh, <laughs> that trailer for Whitney Houston's... Uh, it's like a documentary about Whitney, and she just went in on Paula Abdul and said, <laughs> Paula Abdul can't sing for shit, or something like that. Said she wasn't shit, or she can't sing for shit, uh, listening to the radio, and I'm like, you know, that's my mood when I'm listening to these these new sing- singers on the radio, and some of them are y'all's favorites, too, and I'm just like, oh, okay, all right, that's, that's what we gonna do. That's what the fuck we gonna do. But, um, yeah, it looks really good. Um, it goes into, you know, her relationship with Bobby Brown. And um, also, uh, it talks about, I guess, his jealousy with her f- female friend, Robin, uh, who they were trying to paint as her lesbian lover or some shit like that. Um, it could have just been her best friend. Nobody really knows the, the God's honest truth. Um, but it looks it looks really good. It looks like a really good documentary. I hope they do this sister some justice because we lost a good one. We lost a good one. Um, but yeah, it, it looks it looks really good. Let's see what else we can put up on that good old summer jam screen. Um, did y'all see the video of that black man Eugene Joseph Eugenoir Joseph? This was a black man who was at the Cheesecake Factory and he was wearing a Make America Great Again hat and he was allegedly harassed by the staff. Uh, Two staff members were fired and an apology was issued to that coon. And uh, what's funny is on Wednesday, shares of Cheesecake Factory rose by almost 2% after the story made its round. Um, So this, uh, this black man I use that term loosely. He was with his uh, white Latino girlfriend, Isabella Victorias, and her family at a cheesecake factory. And he had on a MAGA hat. And uh, they started recording. Uh, you know, the staff was walking by looking at him. And, you know, they were just surprised to see a, a full fledged coon, you know, just out in the open like that. And so. Uh, somebody said that they would knock it, knock his head, hit him in the head so hard his hat will fly off or something like that, allegedly. And then, um, you know, they the staff was congregating and just looking at him and things like that. And uh, his girlfriend, Isabella Victorez, said that it scared her grandmother and it ruined their Mother's Day uh, lunch or dinner, whatever that they were having. So this brother was on. Now I'm not going to say brother, this black man. Uh, was on Fox News and he was uh, talking about the situation and they asked him, you know, hey, what do you like about, you know, uh, the Cheeto in Chief? And he really couldn't get a, give a definitive answer besides a coon-ass answer. He believes this is what America needs. Um, he couldn't say anything about policy. Have you noticed that about, like, Trump supporters? They never can, like, pinpoint exact things, uh, what he's good at. And uh, what he has done for America and things of that sort. It's always, oh, this is what America needs. He's making America great again. They speaking those same slogans that he's speaking. It's just like, okay, that's all the fuck you got to say. But um, 
it's just wild to me that a sunken place Negro and a Latino uh, are supporting Trump. It's just wild. It's very wild. And uh, hopefully those staff members that got fired, you know, they get their unemployment. And maybe, excuse me, it's about 6.30 in the morning, as you can hear in my voice, and I'm doing this podcast, but I'm finishing up the podcast. But um, it's wild to see um, two groups of people, uh, two people from groups of oppressed people, uh, you know, supporting this man, like um, the Cheeto in chief, the uh, Orange Julius Caesar has called immigrants you know animals and he's not going to take that back he started his campaign by saying that the mexicans coming up across the border are rapists and murderers and we know his long history of racism against black folks with the housing discrimination the central park five and then uh, against his uh, black accountant too at one of his casinos so to have these sunken place folks uh out here supporting this uh this supposedly uh man is wild to me very interesting uh but you know coonan can only get you so far it it will only get you so far and uh he's gonna make his rounds but uh you know on uh fox news and be hailed as a hero with the right on uh social media and things of that sort but uh hopefully that brother uh about that sunken place and learn that at the end of the day Coonan will not fucking save you alright so let's see what else we can put up on that good old summer jam screen uh, it looks like uh, y'all remember that brother Rakeem uh, Bolagoon uh, he was the first person to be arrested under the new um, terrorist uh, watch list or whatever you want to call it of BIEs black identity extremists and uh black folks up on capitol hill have been fighting to get the fbi to uh you know uh go back and uh do some more research about this so-called black identity extremist because it was a very vague description in the report and uh, i broke that down a few uh, a while ago last year in some episodes but it looks like uh so this brother was the one of the founding members of the huey p newton gun club and the only thing they talked about was just weapons training and, you know, physical fitness and things like that and practicing your Second Amendment. And, um, you know, this brother was arrested back in December. And uh, so they basically were trying to say that he could be the next terrorist, which is wild because since then, since December, how many uh, mass shootings have we had by a uh, young white men uh white boys in these schools there was just one that happened today in santa fe and uh this guy killed 10 people and he had on nazi uh uh nazi uniform or nazi shirt or something like that uh but we're not trying to find these white supremacists and a lot of times uh most of the time the majority of the time who kills police officers are white supremacists right but somehow the guy in santa fe the kid in santa fe killed uh at that santa fe high school um i believe yeah it wasn't santa fe it was i think was it down in texas or something like that i didn't read too much about it you know these shootings happen so often that you just become numb to it and uh once i saw that day he was taken alive i was like oh he's white you know soon as soon as that happened you just know off rip when they're like oh this shooter has been apprehended and is in custody then you know oh he's white okay but this brother, this uh, Bolagoon cat, uh, he was arrested just because he was with that gun club. He had a 38, and uh, he had uh, some uh, shit on Facebook. Uh, he followed uh, Micah Johnson or something. He was uh, on Facebook talking about that. And uh, he had a book by uh, the brother Robert F. Williams uh, called Negroes with Guns. That's what they... That's why they arrested him as a black identity extremist for Facebook posts, having a 38 and having a book called Negroes with Guns. That's it. And so a Texas judge uh, dismissed the indictment against him, which is great, which is amazing. Um, you know, these the feds were really desperate to uh, 
see if they can get somebody on a, a domestic terrorism or some shit like that when it's actually these white supremacists running around here killing cops and killing kids. I, I just, I really don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, so we'll see uh, what happens under this, uh, you know, black identity extremist situation. Uh, but I'm glad that this brother, you know, is getting off. The charges are dismissed. And, um, you know, it that judge, you know, dismissing the case, it just really killed the government's case against this young man. And uh, hopefully, you know, he files some kind of, you know, suit against the feds and get paid and broke off the cheddar. All right, moving on before we get rid of the summer jam screen before I turn them lights down and move on to selling hope like dope and get to the corner. Uh, let's talk about this brother. Uh, what's his brother's name? Mo the Monster. Uh, so this is a brother who uh, his real name is Maurice McKnight. And uh, this brother does porn. And uh, last July, he did an interracial scene. Uh, with a studio that he's been working with for a very long time and uh, they came to him and they said that uh, hey you know in this interracial scene you know doing the money shots when he's shooting his load on this young lady's face um, we want her to call you a nigger and, uh, and she agreed to say that, uh, to use the word and you know shit like that and he was like nah I'm good on that um Maurice was basically saying that, you know, he shot over 50 scenes for this company. You know, uh, he's one of the top guys there. And he's always talking about racism publicly. And so for them to even ask him was an insult. But then they did it. So once he was shooting the money shot or whatever, she said it a couple times. And he's just like, yo, what the fuck? And so he just felt like he was ambushed. And it was uh, they had sent text messages to him, you know, even after he was telling them not to publish it and things like that. Um, he um, they told him that they were going to edit it out and uh, then but they didn't, I guess not. And then so they started sending him text messages when uh, uh, talking about he was a disgrace, you know, to your people, to your family, to yourself. Um, and this was a. Uh, this was fucked up really you know um even though this man is you know slanging pipe for a living it's still a workplace environment and um but you know there's a lot of uh there's a huge base for that race plate bullshit you know that type of porn out there um you know there's porn with um like this where uh white women are calling black men niggers uh then you reverse it you got the um you got the black women uh, being gang banged by a group of uh, white dudes wearing Confederate flag T-shirts, and then uh, you also have uh, what they call uh, cuckold uh, porn, and this is where um, you have like a, a black dude uh, sleeping with some white dude's wife, and the white dude is like watching the whole time and getting like really close to the action like the dude is like hitting it the black dude is hitting the, the uh, white chick and he's his face is like right there as you know the black dude's member is going in and out of the white woman his face is like right there and then they'll have a scene where uh, she'll uh, have have him do some like some homoerotic type stuff like uh, he'll take the money shot or something like that and that's why you see a lot of these uh, weirdos online um, calling each other cucks and things like that. Like they came up with that term cuckservative um, uh, when Obama was in because, like I said, white men felt like they were being cuckolded. So that's all a cuck is. Uh, some man who lets other men sleep with his wife. But a lot of times they'll do it in terms of like a black dude and a um, white woman with a white uh, husband and he'll do some homoerotic you know type stuff and wishing that he was really you know getting plowed by the black guy but um like I said in this situation I mean it's still a workplace environment but because of the work I don't think that he'll get paid but you know I'm glad to see that he did you know file a lawsuit and Hopefully he gets paid, but just that type of work. I don't know if he done any kind of race play 
um, before, because if, even if there is a scene of him sleeping with some white chick and she's like, oh, give me that big black cock or, or some shit like that, or he's saying some shit, or he did some cuck porn or some shit like that, I think they'll probably throw out the soup because they'll probably be like, hey, you've done this type of shit in the past, uh, so what's different now? And so we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think I'm going to follow the story. It's not that important, but I just thought it was just kind of kind of funny to put out there kind of odd you know um but anyway uh my nigga ho i've been ranting too long uh I, and this just feels like a tmi section so i don't know if y'all want to fast forward but it's probably too late to fast forward so uh my nigga ho what you got to say don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen i smoke rocks i smoke rocks all right thank you so much tyrone bickums for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope um, I was going to put The Root up there for selling hope like dope. Um, they were trending on Twitter, like The Root articles. They were making fun of how they have all these anti-straight uh, black male articles. It's always just goofy shit like, um, you know, why, uh, let's see here, what's some goofy shit? They'd be like, why um, straight black males are really practicing wrestling moves on you when they give you a hug or so just goofy shit like that they always just go in on the brothers and uh this reminds me of uh a lot of that shit from back in the early 90s when you were seeing like essence magazines and shit like that and they would be shitting on brothers and just left and right i just i don't know i don't know why black folks jump into that you know that uh battle of the sexes shit you know, we 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 catching hell, you know, left and right, but we still want to sit up here and argue back and forth with each other because it's easier, right? I mean, it passes the time, but uh, it's it's a waste of time me talking about that. So selling hope like dope, uh, we're gonna do something different uh, than uh, than the root. Uh, we're gonna talk about these Democrats, man. Um, so uh, let's see here, the House has just uh, voted on the uh, Protect and Serve Act. And it was, uh, what was it, 382 to 35 they voted in favor of this. And this is basically trying to introduce a law that would, uh, you know, uh, make it a federal crime to intentionally assault a police officer. Um, so let's see here. Um, it was proposed by... Uh, let's see here um by rutherford okay and uh florida rep um val demings who is a democrat okay um yeah these democrats are really just yeah we think that that's supposed to be the saving grace of what's going on right now in this white house but they're falling right in line under the cheeto in chief um so they're talking about um but there's already extended measures for when you assault a police officer or kill one. Uh, as we've seen uh, with these uh, white supremacists out here shooting at cops and killing them. Um, so I don't, it seems like they're trying to uh, create a solution to a problem that's not happening, if, you, if that makes sense, right? So it's like the solution is there. So it's like, okay, now who can we punish if this becomes a law? And it's uh, it's just useless. It's really fucking useless. Uh, useless. And um, so they're talking about we must end attacks on our police. And um, we believe criminals who kill our police should get the death penalty. That's what uh, the Cheeto in Chief is talking about. So all these politicians are falling right in line because we got these midterm elections coming up. They're falling right in line, and they're still going with this narrative of. You know, let me let me, you know, butter these butter, get my bread buttered by the majority of folks who vote. That's why it's so important that we really need to go out here and start voting as far as um, black folks. And we really need to pull our votes, votes together. I know so many of us don't want to vote, but if you look at the demographics of voters, it's very small. Like uh, we just had some primaries here and I tweeted about it because uh, I'm a nonpartisan 
and you still can vote in a primary. You just have to ask for a specific ballot, like Republican or Democrat. So we just had a vote uh, Tuesday, and uh, that many folks didn't didn't really turn out out of out of the what is it 400,000 people in Omaha. I, the the voter turnout wasn't even half that. You know, and it's always a situation where uh, after the vote happens, people are just like, oh, I didn't know we had the vote today. You know, shit like that. And we're so misinformed, misguided or just plain out lazy when it comes to uh, using your your right. Uh, it, it is a right as an American to be able to vote. Right. And so we see that these uh democrats are falling right in line to let me cater to these uh blue lives matter people let me uh let me continue this police state right like i said this is creating a solution to a problem that's not even there so right now when i was talking about on the summer jam screen about that brother bo lagoon who was uh who was his had his case dismissed for being a black identity extremist but we know white men are shooting and killing these cops at a higher rate than any other group out here so why aren't we investigating these white supremacist groups and you see how so many of these uh mass shooters at these schools killing these kids have ties to white supremacist groups on uh different um websites like uh, reddit and uh being on twitter and different uh hardcore facebook groups right it's always investigating them when it's too late and it's just like oh they had ties to this nazi group or this nazi sympathizer Oh, he was wearing Nazi uh, a uniform when he was shooting and killing these folks. Oh, man, we could have prevented this. And, you know, it's shit like that. But it's so much uh, racism going online. Like, there's a book about what people Google. And I forgot the name of it. And I talked about it before on the podcast. And they talk about that's pretty much all... Uh, uh, the majority of uh, white Americans do is sit up and just Google racist shit left and right so it's hard to sift through who's going to be you know a threat to the American public because it's just so interwoven you know into so many people are so connected you know with their love of hate if that makes sense you know they love to hate a certain group of people or different groups of people that are not white and so my question is, so we're going to pass this bill, but who's really going to be, if this bill becomes, you know, if this act becomes a uh, law, who's going to suffer the most? And it's going to be the weakest of the, the groups in America. And that's white. And that's, uh, you know, not white, specifically black folks. You know, we're politically, we're not where we need to be. Financially, we're not where we need to be. And, um, you know, together as a group, we're not where we need to be. So this means that in a situation where how many times have you seen cops roll up on a, a, a black man who's minding his business and they're just like let me see your id you know it, it just reminds me of the, the mold slave patrol let me see your freedom papers you know let me you got a pass to be out this late and shit like that so how many times have we seen a cop initiate uh, some bullshit with a black man and he's like, you know, I, I'm just going there, you know, or don't even say nothing and try not to give, you know, his ID or anything like that. Because it's like, hey, am I being accused of a crime? Nope. OK, well, I need to go on about my business. And then they rough you up and then they say then they arrest you for resisting arrest. But it's like, what was I resisting arrest for? Because I should have never been incriminated on anything. Right. So then you get hit with resisting arrest. And then that turns into oh well he assaulted me while he was resisting arrest so now next thing you know boom it's going to carry a, a, up to a 10-year penalty uh with this uh, blue lives matter act or whatever right so that's what's going to happen so here we're going to see if this turns into law we're going to see the second wave of mass incarceration just because of some bullshit let's start getting more uh black folks in here and non-whites you know but who's going to be targeted most is black folks absolutely so i say that these democrats are selling hope like dope because you had uh keith ellison a representative out of uh what is that minneapolis or uh, minnesota or whatever you have him out here uh this brother was uh 
you know, he back in 2015, he he flew back home and he was out here chanting with Black Lives Matter, you know, over the death of Jamar Clark uh, at the hands of police. And this happened, you know, Jamar Clark, this was back in 2015. This young man was killed uh, by police when he uh, his girlfriend got in a fight with another woman and he was trying to break up the fight and then paramedics came and uh somehow they said that jamar clark got into it with the paramedics and then all then it gets sketchy from there uh people said that he was shot handcuffed but the police said that he was resisting arrest and they shot him right then and there but most people say uh, eyewitness accounts say that the cops shot him after he was handcuffed then they unhandcuffed him so the paramedics could you know try to uh do some uh uh, resuscitation on him and uh keith ellison was out here you know with black lives matter you know hooting and hollering and shit like that but that just shows that these people are just politicians and they just want votes you know so they can keep their job and keep getting these kickbacks from these different companies and shit like that this brother tried to pride himself on being a, a civil rights activist in the 80s uh, when he was going to law school in that area up in the minneapolis minnesota area and uh, now you see that this brother is falling right in line with uh, uh, Trump's false narrative that Americans are attacking police. And if you really want to talk about Americans attacking police, you really have to look at these white identity extremists, but we're not doing that. So that's why I say uh, it doesn't matter who the fuck is in office. We really just have to get our money up and start bribing these politicians like these companies do, you know? And uh, so these people are falling right in line because we're living in a very uh, open, uh, open racist society right now with who we have leading the country. So everybody feels so goddamn comfortable uh, being a bigot across the board. You're just so these politicians are falling in line. OK, how can I, you know, uh, keep my seat up here at Capitol Hill? Oh, OK. So the majority of these folks voting are bigots okay well let me fall right in line with them you know so uh that's why i say it's just nothing more than selling hope like dope that's all it is we uh this man keith ellison was uh you know a big bernie supporter and all this other shit uh trying to be progressive and all this other uh shit but you see he just fell right in line so these democrats are just falling right in line and if you remember um down there in um and I think uh, senators are trying to propose another bill where they will make it. Um, they will make another Blue Lives Matter type act or whatever bill to uh, to become law. And it will make it a hate crime if something happened against uh, police. So they want them to be a protected class uh, along with like race, gender, religion, um, sexual orientation uh, and gender. So I'm like, okay, so you're telling me right now, so here's the trick right here. So you telling me someone who voluntarily chooses this occupation, who is already protected under federal law, you're going to make it them become a protected class now. So if y'all remember, uh, there was an incident where a brother was getting the shit beat out of him by some cops and he bled on their uniform and they charged him with assault because he bled on their uniforms so now so if you have these uh these this act in this bill you know becomes law uh with them becoming a protected class and then uh throwing on an extra up to 10 years uh for uh you know assaulting a police officer folks ain't never gonna get out of jail because they trump up so much bullshit and these police unions are the new mafia now these police unions, they, you know, they back politicians. They put so much money in these politicians' pockets and uh, district attorneys' uh, pockets that they're fucking untouchable. They're just walking around here just being fucking untouchable. So uh, this is a trick bag right here. So if, if this turns into law, this is going to be the new wave of mass incarceration because uh, we already have ICE and the immigration thing coming on. So they're getting these brown folks up out the paint right now. But I don't think that's going to be enough. So it has to be some goofy shit like this 
uh, to happen so we can start back with the slave labor labor because in the Obama era, even though he was the uh, deporter in chief, they were working to get people um you know, out of prison for nonviolent offenses. And then you see what's happening with marijuana across the board. Uh, they're starting to uh, change laws and get that uh, legalized in different states and different areas. And they're starting to release folks on that. So it's like, OK, what do we do now? So let's play on what's happening between, you know, uh, people and the community and policing right now. So this is exactly what's happening because they know uh, police officers are dickheads. They are. Uh, up and down the board i don't care if it's the nicest one you catch them on their bad day they're just dickheads they lie on you left and right uh, i remember uh, me my lady my uncle uh, we were heading to my mom's house on mother's day a couple years back and uh they just lied and pulled me over said i read a red light i'm like uh, no the fuck i didn't just so they could get my information and shit like that i mean cops lie all the fucking time and trump up shit so this is just putting more power into their hands, but this boils down to getting more people in prison. So don't fall for that okie doke when you think Democrats are being progressive and shit like that. So I'm gonna put a link up to all of the representatives who voted for this uh, Blue Lives Matter bill, this Protect and Serve Act. And that's been selling hope like dope. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey yo my guy, my hands are full, give me a hand here, can you hold this L? Alright, so moving on to hold this L, we have to give it to, uh, obviously, um, this uh, YouTube personality, uh, online personality, influencer, whatever you want to call her, Nicole Arbor. Um, <clears throat> I don't even want to do this, but... Uh, she created an All Lives Matter version of This Is America, the uh, uh, Donald Glover song, Childish Gambino song. Uh, the video, uh, the original video was amazing. And it basically uh, just showed, uh, you know, America, you know, through the eyes of black folks, you know, we will, you know, uh, the main thing that I took away from the video was you had chaos in the background, right? But the kids, uh, you know, that were dancing and him dancing, they weren't harmed through most of the video. And then once it got to the end, Childish Gambino was like running, you know. And then uh, there was a, a scene where, uh, you know, the kids, uh, some kids were sitting on a beam and just shooting video of violence happening, uh, which was amazing. And then uh, the most uh, poignant Part of the uh, music video was when uh, we had death riding on a pale horse and the police followed it. You know, that's uh, basically going off of the uh, Bible scripture uh, talking about, uh, uh, you know, death riding on a pale horse and, you know, you know all this uh, massacre ensues, uh, calamity and, you know, just violence ensues after that. And so it was a genius video. Uh, the video wasn't even out, what, a week? Now I would say, what, two days? And this woman was so inspired, this white woman, that she wanted to make her own version, a feminist version, an All Lives Matter version of This Is America. And the rapping is terrible. The dancing is horrible. There's, there's a scene where she's actually tap dancing in here with two other women. I don't know what the fuck that was about. But, you know, she did make her point that this is America, right? Uh, America loves uh, black culture but hates black people. America loves even more uh, when white people remake black uh, creations. They love it. They love it. Love it to death. Uh, I forgot the uh, star's name. Who was that? Who was the white guy who would remake black singers' songs? Uh way back in the day he would remake like uh, uh little richard songs and shit and it, it, he, his shit would just blow up it would just blow up but that, that that's still america to this day and uh that's the reason that this woman just has to hold this l is uh she still doesn't get it she released a statement saying that everyone should make their own versions of this is america so they can relate to it and it just shows that there's no empathy there if you didn't see um, what Donald Glover was trying to get across. 
uh, to people, uh, you know, as far as uh, being black in America. And it's just like, if your first thought is like, oh, well, women suffer too. And it's just like, oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we get it now. We understand now. Um, but there's a great book about uh, shit like this called White Women's Rights. Um, it's an amazing book. It's a great book, and it just breaks down how, uh, you know, uh, how white women move and how uh, they've moved in the past in the feminist movement and things of that sort, and how they used uh, black bodies to uh, push their agenda even further, and how they uh, became a, a quote-unquote minority uh, to uh, flip the game. Can look at the Department of Labor that'll tell you, and I've said this a million times, that white women benefit the most from affirmative action, have always have, and I've never understood how a white woman is a minority because they're a majority majority, especially here in America. There's more women and men and more white folks than anybody. So you're a double majority, but somehow you're a minority. I do not get it. Alright? And uh yeah, but the video is terrible. I'm not gonna link it to it. Um Twitter, you know, let this woman have it. They were just saying when she's gonna plan on releasing a women's edit of Roots, 12 Years a Slave, or Black Panther. And, uh, you know, I understood what she was trying to do, but it was very tasteless. It was, um, the, the damn song hadn't even been out 72 hours, I don't think, before she came with this crappy ass, uh, remake. And, um, you know, it's it, it just showed, you know, a black person creating something. And then it's like, oh, here's a here's a white person come right on along. Hey, this is my version. And, it, and you know, it 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 seemed like uh, there was an episode of Atlanta, the show that uh, Donald Glover created, where they did a cover, uh, an acoustic cover of one of Paperboy's songs. And Paperboy is, a, is a, the lead guy in the, in the show. Uh, he's a rapper. He plays Donald Glover's... Uh, cousin and he has a song you know paper boy paper boy i'm all about that paper boy and uh and there's an acoustic version of a white woman singing it, and it's just funny as fuck and that's it instantly what i thought of with this nicole uh arbor chick uh when she made her own version and i'm just you know i'm laughing the whole time watching this shit and i'm just like god damn like like we can't have we can't enjoy nothing like folks ain't even digested the whole video yet and it's like here's my version Here's my verse. Uh, but yeah, Nicole Arbor, uh, you really have to uh, just sit your ass down somewhere and hold this L. Please and thank you. And do not remix this L. You win. Perfect. All right. So moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, we have to give it to Bria Snell, India Skinner, and Michaela Sharif. Uh, this is the, uh, the uh, these young women, these young ladies, these girls were a science team that entered a NASA contest and they developed a lead filter for water. So uh, NASA had this whole contest where you were supposed to, uh, you know, create something and then you get a visit to NASA and a four thousand dollar stipend. So uh, then they they opened the uh, it was a voting system that they had open online. So the four uh, chan. Uh, which is a rest haven for a white supremacist. It's a website. So users on 4chan hacked the voting system so the girls could not win. So uh, NASA suspended the voting uh, and uh, the mayor of D.C. was like, fuck that. She awarded the girls uh, the $4,000, which was the top prize by NASA. Uh, her, and so the girls could continue the work on the lead filter. So Bria, India, and Michaela plan on using that money to uh, use the money to further the uh, lead filter for the water, and they uh, plan they plan on putting the filters in DC schools that have poor drinking water quality. So nothing but love and respect to Bria Snell, India Skinner, and Michaela Sharif, and the mayor of DC for stepping up. So that just shows that black girls rock. All right, so moving on to the last portion of the show, health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So this quote is a quote that I have used before, and it's from uh, Jennifer Lewis. And it says, you sit in shit too long, 
and he stopped smelling. So come the fuck out of there. All right, Jennifer Lewis, uh, I uh, tweeted a response to my man's mic on uh, Twitter and it did some numbers. He was tweeting about her um, interview on a breakfast club, which is just full of gems, jewels, knowledge. And uh, folks really need to uh, check that out and check out her book. And on Audible, if you listen to it, I think, I believe it's narrated by her. Um, but Jennifer Lewis is amazing. Uh, great uh, actress, uh, Broadway star. Uh, just an amazing woman. Uh, and uh, she just drops jewels left and right. Uh, so, uh, like she said, if you sit in shit too long for too long, it stops smelling. So come the fuck up out of here. You know get the fuck up out of there so it's just you know you be dealing with a lot of all of us are dealing with our demons uh but a lot of times we don't deal with them we just settle with them and we just because it becomes normalized you know in our lives and we really have to uh make a positive change and uh do what we do best and uh it's, it's one of those things where it just makes sense like you're in a dusty ass situation where you know you're focused on the wrong things like my fellas out here like they be focused on uh, you know a lot of my young g's just be out here focused on just bullshit just trying to you know uh, get you know women just you know sex and just trying to get high and just have a good time but they ain't focused on you know building a stable life and getting their money right you know, and all that other stuff will come, you know, if you, uh, you know, you'll never lose women when you're chasing money, but you will always lose money chasing women, that, and that's just a fact, uh, so hopefully my young boys understand that, and it's the same thing, uh, with women also, you know, focus on, uh, your career and, you know, getting right and building a stable life for yourself, and, you know, that right man will always come along. You know, you can't, you know, live your life for, you know, uh, trying to find that perfect man because, you know, a lot of times you'll just be so focused on that that, you know, you're so, uh, you know, gung-ho on finding that perfect man that you ain't had no time to work on you. So, uh, you know, we're all dealing with vices and demons, uh, so deal with them, don't settle with them, and uh, become a better person. Stop being so shitty. So that's been episode, what is this, 123 of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, nothing but love and respect to all y'all out there. And I will see y'all next week. One.